Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster Rebecca Adams and are not based on the advice of a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly advised. What does ponder actually mean? Well, according to the dictionary, it means think about something carefully, especially before making a decision or reaching a conclusion. Well, as you know, on the Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity podcast episodes, we allow women to share their stories in a non-judgmental way about why they stepped out of their relationships. But there are so many other interesting topics that we all need to learn from and not to judge right away. So let's talk about it now. Let's ponder. Hello, welcome to Let's Ponder on Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Hope everybody is doing well. I'm recording on a Saturday early afternoon, and it's about 80 degrees outside, blue sky, absolutely gorgeous here in the Pacific Northwest. It's going to get hot for a little while, and I'm sure where some of you guys are from, 80 degrees is mild, but we are supposed to get up close to 100 later in the week, and lucky for me, I'm only working two days this week, so I get a nice five-day weekend. I just hope I don't melt I do have an air conditioner, but it's just a small one in my bedroom window. Maybe someday I'll get central air. But, you know, we don't have a ton of hot weather throughout the year. It's just seasonal. So we tend to make do with just the little, you know, window air conditioners. I am excited because tonight I get to go out to dinner with the guy I'm still seeing, um, the one I met after my husband passed away, and tomorrow... After church, he's treating both of us to pedicures. Yeah, he likes to get a pedicure. I took him about a month and a half ago, and I think he had had one prior with his mom um, and didn't think much of it. But the one we went to, he was like, oh, yeah, this is great. So there is nothing wrong with a man getting a pedicure. Um, We're talking about a 22-year veteran uh, Marine with his little feet inside the little tub, getting him scrubbed in his legs and everything. It's a hoot. So he's treating me to a pedicure tomorrow. And then we're excited because we have a dinner cruise planned on the Columbia River on one of the old fashioned sternwheeler boats. Um, We both have done it in the past. um, And it's really neat. They just kind of take you up and down the Columbia River. It starts off um, in this area um, called Cascade Locks. And we have to, usually, they take us through the Bonneville Dam, and we have to kind of wait there. And you can see where uh, Native Americans have set up fishing lines, and you hear uh, stories, or you can read stories, rather, before the boat leaves about the old ancient Indian um, times there, and the land bridge, and the war between these two tribes and um, a lady, or something like that. So, anyways... If you're from the Pacific Northwest and you're familiar with the Columbia River and the Gorge and uh, Cascade Locks and all of that, you know what I'm talking about. But anyways, it'll be a nice weekend followed by a short week at work. So I'm kind of feeling positive right now. 
And uh, so I'm excited, though. Today we've got an interesting um, topic. As most of you are aware, because you have been listening for a while, on my Patreon, I have stories from men who have been betrayed by their female partner, wife, what have you. And um, one of them that submitted a story, and it's actually already been read, is also a lawyer. And he's had to deal with infidelity and divorce from a legal standpoint. And so back when he submitted his story, he asked me if I would be interested in learning a little bit more. Um, And of course, so today I am going to uh, share with you what he shared with me on situations that have come up due to infidelity and divorce. Um, You know, what couples are going to go through, what family. And I, of course, am total witness to what can happen because, you know, I walked away from everything. Um, I felt like as though I deserved losing everything because I did what I had done. And some of it was because I felt it was in the best interest of the children. But of course, years later, I look back and think, no, it doesn't matter. You know, there's, I should have fought harder, this and that. But you know, there's just certain times where you're just in a bad place you've gotten caught, your life is over, everybody's talking about you, and it's just better to just not fight. Um, And that's where I was. So I'm excited to share with you what he has found. Uh, But prior to that, of course, I wanted to read an article that I came across regarding uh, similar things. It's research that some people had done regarding the same topic. So this article comes from The Signal out of Santa Clarita Valley. All I can think of is the Santa Clarita Diet with Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant, or however you say his name. Great series, Netflix. It's ended, but if you haven't watched it, it's good. And, you know, Drew Barrymore's typical funny ways about things. And Timothy Oliphant is hilarious. And if you ever saw the reboot of Vacation with Ed Helms playing Rusty, well, the boy who plays his son, I can't think of the actor's name, but anyways, he's in... Um, that show as well. And it's just funny. So anyways, that was a bad segue. Okay, so this is from The Signal, Santa Clarita Valley, since 1919. Research, how many marriages end in divorce because of infidelity? This article was put out November 6th of 2019. And I will have a link to the um, article on my episode notes. So it states, types of infidelity. As it has become common knowledge, there are two types of cheating. There is physical cheating, and then there is emotional cheating. A lot of people associate infidelity with sex. However, emotional infidelity can be just as damaging to a marriage as physical cheating, which we've discussed and we know. The common thread is that of deception, the deception that gives rise to a lack of trust of the cheating spouse. The spouse in emotional affair typically takes emotional intimacy out of the marriage to give it to someone else. In fact, sudden emotional distance is a key indicator of an emotional affair by women, by emotional affair by women, which I'm guilty of because my husband knew something was up just by the way I was acting. Very distant, etc. Okay. Most people can't give the same level of romantic enthusiasm to different people. However, if you ask what people's opinions are on the wrongness of emotional cheating, most would agree that it's very bad. 
In one study, 60% of adults equated emotional affairs as cheating. It was just 18% of those surveyed who disagreed. Overall, people do still equate a relationship to being true to one person, both in body and soul. This is even more so for marital relationships. Why people cheat? So, why do people cheat? Because they can. No, seriously. Some people cheat because they are bored in their marriage and desire an emotional connection, others because they are fulfilling unmet sexual needs, and some simply because of an opportunity that presented itself. Women are able to have emotional affairs without it becoming physical, whereas men tend to cheat for sexual gratification or opportunity. Of course, these separate roles have been evolving. It should be noted that certain individuals may not simply uphold the principle of monogamy that high. Women are cheating more as they become more financially independent. In fact, women are less likely to cheat if they are financially dependent on their spouses. Emotional cheating is a major driving force for women, but emotional affairs do tend to become more physical over time. On the other hand, men reportedly cheat for mainly physical reasons. It's notable to point out, though, that men can, in many instances, develop emotional attachments to their affairs, too. The points above are backed by some statistics. Studies have shown that around 21% of men cheat. This figure is lower for women at just 13%. The interesting thing about women is that cheating has really spiked over the last 20 years. Divorce stats based on infidelity. So, how many people divorce because of infidelity? Infidelity in the United States is said to be responsible for 20 to 40% of divorces. This is a finding by the American Psychological Association. Furthermore, there are several sources of data on the link between cheating and divorce. However, detailed statistics on this link are not easy to locate or decipher. Nevertheless, the following statistics have transpired. Okay, so... 40% of adults who have ever cheated on their significant other are currently separated or divorced. In contrast, only 17% of adults who had remained faithful throughout their marriage can be said to no longer be together. Roughly 50% of unfaithful partners are still married. Compare this to 76% of those who have remained faithful are actually still married. Men who cheated are more likely than the female peers to still be married. Of those men who have previously been unfaithful to their spouses, 61% are still married, compared to 34% who are no longer together, either separated or divorced. Lastly, only 44% of women who have been unfaithful before are still married, while 47% are either divorced or separated. What the above statistics are simply showing is that cheating adults are far more likely to be divorced or separated than those who did not cheat. It should also be noted that infidelity is not necessarily a deal-breaker for married couples. Couples who stay together after infidelity typically do so because there are children to consider, there is financial dependency or codependency, or they have gone through intensive marriage counseling. Rising number of women filing for divorce. One interesting phenomenon is the rise in the number of women filing for divorce. As indicated earlier in this article, traditional roles are evolving. The more financially independent a woman is, the more likely she is to cheat than if she was completely dependent on her husband.
It is not just young women, but those over 20 who are tempted into the extramarital affairs. Men, on the other hand, hesitate to leave their marriages, whereas women are most likely to file for a divorce for any reason, not necessarily infidelity. Do subsequent marriages do better? Ironically, subsequent marriages do not typically do better than the first marriage. You would think that people would learn from their mistakes and somehow be able to have a better second, third, or fourth marriages. However, there is a high rate of failure in subsequent marriages for a host of reasons. These include carrying over baggage like trust issues, not committing to couples counseling, and struggling to merge or adjust to a blended family structure. Research shows that if you have been unfaithful once, you are three times more likely to be unfaithful again, compared to someone who has never been unfaithful. So, it is quite plausible that infidelity-based divorces are occurring in subsequent marriages at even higher rates than in first marriages. Very interesting. Marriage, bliss or myth? In light of the depressing statistics, one may wonder if the idea of happily ever after is a myth. Well, here are some encouraging statistics. According to Complete Case, the overall divorce rate is actually on the decline. Millennials are waiting longer to marry and stay married more than before. There is hope for us yet. Perhaps waiting until one is older can help. The risks of infidelity may be reduced if couples are more mature when getting married. There is always hope for couples, unless it's doomed from the start due to aggravating factors. In most cases, there are ways couples can divorce or cheat, proof their marriages. Like a garden, if a marriage is regularly attended to and spruced up, there will be no room for weeds of infidelity to sprout and cause a threat to the lovely and fertile flora. Wow, some of those statistics now, yeah, I mean, granted, it was, what, a year and a half ago when they did it, but it's still considered pretty current. Um, and it's true. Uh, we've talked about relationships and continuing to date and woo your partner like you did at the beginning. Just because you put a ring on it doesn't mean you need to stop trying. Um, yeah, when those, when you feel like, at least from a woman's standpoint, with your husband or the other half, if you feel like they're becoming complacent because yeah you're there every night yeah la 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 it it's hard because you know the beginning part of relationships how exciting it is and the newness and then you start to notice um yeah I just belched yeah and then you just start to notice that wait a minute where's that special thing that why was I so excited before and now I'm not? You know, look at what you're doing. What are you doing to continue wooing each other and dating each other? Um, and that is so, so important. And yeah, like I'm one to talk. I've been married three times. Um, as you know, first husband committed suicide. Second husband I cheated on. And the third husband passed away last year. And uh, so I'm a real trooper when it comes to relationships. But I've also grown and learned a lot. And there were things in my third marriage that was good, that I had learned from my second or even my first. So definitely let's uh, try and work through this together and be open and um, continue dating your spouse. You've been listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, where women share their stories of why they stepped out on their marriage or relationship. But, have you ever wondered what the husband or partner has to endure when they find out about the affair? 
It's such a controversial and sensitive subject. It's not as though one just talks about it casually among friends. However, there is a place to hear the betrayed partner's point of view and their side of the story. The wife left before my wife got home, and I felt numb. I couldn't move. I looked like a statue as she drove away. My son snapped me out of it by opening the door and asking me who she was and what she wanted. I told him she was trying to sell me something, more like steal something. My world was stolen in my garage that morning. I went in trying to act normal and failing miserably. I went into autopilot until she got home, ten minutes after I called. I just looked at her with her eyes wild, wondering what happened, and said one word, his name. Then I drove to school to drop off my kids, one in elementary, one in middle. The drive home was the longest drive of my life. My driveway loomed ahead of me, taunting me about a life that was versus a life that is. I'm not trying to sound melodramatic, but honestly, looking at my house when I pulled up, it almost filled me with dread, as if it was haunted. When you subscribe to my Patreon, you get access to these exclusive bonus stories, which also include men's stories of their own infidelity. You will have early access to ad-free episodes and, of course, my blundering blooper reel. Visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com to subscribe. I ask for a $3 a month pledge with your subscription. Perhaps you even have a story you would like to share. Remember, it's always anonymous and always without judgment. So back to infidelity and divorce. Um, again, this was from a lawyer, an attorney, who had uh, you know, shared his story on the Patreon side of the podcast. And let's read through this and uh, see what you guys think. So he writes, I am an attorney who has been practicing divorce law for nearly 20 years. I have found the vast majority of people who visit me on a daily basis are there because of infidelity. I can only speak from my own experiences, but people generally are willing to work through disagreements, financial issues, and even, quote, big blow-up fights. Infidelity, however, is a different story. People have a very hard time moving past the betrayal. This is not to say that there aren't other problems that cause the downfall of their marriage, but infidelity, it's often a deal breaker. Sometimes the infidelity was recent, but mostly by the time people come to see me, they've been dealing with the heartache for months or even years. Many have unsuccessfully tried counseling and self-help books with limited success. The effects of infidelity on a divorce proceeding is significant. It isn't like it was in the 1950s, where if a private investigator caught someone sleeping around, the non-cheating spouse got everything. The law has changed, and infidelity isn't considered the fatal sin it once was. But that doesn't mean it isn't taken into consideration when it comes to custody and financial issues. Even the most impartial judge is going to wonder what a person who cheats on their spouse is capable of. Their credibility is significantly damaged in the eyes of most courts. 
Also, most of the time money is spent on the affair and the time that could be spent with your spouse and children is time being spent with the affair partner. This is all relevant and can be introduced into evidence in court. Keep in mind that divorce proceedings are generally public and the embarrassment factor can be through the roof. Yikes, yeah. One tactic I generally utilize is to depose the quote other man or quote other woman. This means I will have the affair partner ordered by the district court to appear at my office and given a transcribed interview under oath. The betrayed spouse is with me as I grill the affair partner on the details of the infidelity. Whoa. This will include questions about time spent, gifts received, money spent, secret cell phones, private emails, etc. A lot of the time, I am also able to subpoena records, including text messages from the party's cell phone provider. This means sexually explicit text messages and images, long though deleted, are provided to me and at times introduced as evidence in a crowded court proceeding. Secret bank accounts can also be accessed through a court order, and I can see how funds are being used. If you have been buying lingerie and sex toys for your lover online, I can see that. This evidence is especially damning when we learned in court that little, quote, Johnny couldn't play soccer because he couldn't afford the fees because you dropped 300 bucks on Victoria's Secret. Infidelity also makes divorce cases difficult for the party who has had the affair because it can become the center of attention. There were obviously other problems in the marriage, and I have no doubt that the non-cheating spouse wasn't perfect and has made his or her fair share of mistakes. The problem is, absent serious abuse, infidelity is universally despised and maybe even more so among women who have elected to cheat. If a wife says, quote, my husband spent too much time with his friends and not enough time with me, so I had an affair, end quote, the affair will appear the much more severe offense, and a husband's flaws are swept under the proverbial rug because affairs tend to shine brighter than all the other mistakes made during the course of a marriage. Due to the fear of public shaming, I have managed to make incredibly one-sided divorce settlements. Few people have the stomach to sit there while an attorney publicly lays out in detail their extramarital activities and makes them appear to be an awful mother and spouse. Yeah, I get that. Mothers have signed over primary custody of their children, given up large sums of money they should be entitled to, and literally walked away with nothing. And like I said earlier, that truly was me because of what I did. Divorces and breaking up families is hard, but the bitterness even after the divorce often remains when there is infidelity involved. It can be difficult for people to co-parent and work toward the best interest of their children. Oftentimes, kids get dragged into the middle and they end up suffering long after the parents have moved on with new partners. Wow, thank you so much for this. You know, I think, I think that... And I've talked about it before, I'm sure, but infidelity in Hollywood, on the movies, on soap operas, on TV shows, 
it always just kind of goes by no big deal. So maybe in people's minds when they get involved in affairs, they're not thinking about serious consequences. You know, at least for me, I really didn't think about how it would go down at the end. Um, Perhaps I was living in a soap opera or something like that. You just don't think about the collateral damage nor the damage that you're going to cause to yourself and collateral damage of course being your spouse and children and friends and all of that i would like to open up at this point in time for people to chime in on this my question would be have you divorced due to infidelity whether you're male or female as far as whoever was unfaithful during the divorce proceedings did you have things hashed out like this or did you just walk away i would love to know a little bit more about it for a future ponder episode so we can kind of do a follow-up so please email me rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com or if you follow me or friends with me on facebook uh, you can send it there it doesn't have to be a huge long story just um giving me a summary of Yes, I cheated. This is what happened during the divorce. This is where I'm at now. This is what I wished I could have done differently or I would have kept it the same. So again, divorced due to infidelity. Which direction did it go for you? What happened? Were you with an attorney like this who um, just laid it out on the line and your spouse got completely crucified? Were you the one that got crucified? I mean, what happened? So please, I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Again, Rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope this podcast has been helpful to you. And if you are interested in sharing your story, always know it is anonymous. You can visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com and click on Story Guides. And there you will find an outline to help you form your story for the podcast. While you're visiting my website, feel free to vote for me to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. Visit the merch store in case you're interested in some no-judgment coffee mugs or a tote bag. If you are interested in subscribing to Patreon for those extra episodes and my bloopers, you can also subscribe directly from my website by clicking on Patreon. Also, if you could please rate and review me where you listen to your podcasts, especially on Apple, that would be great as it will help others find this show. Feel free to email me anytime at rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. Thank you again for all of your support. Please be kind to one another. Stay well, stay happy, and always remember, no judgment. Goodbye. Goodbye.